name is Hannah, um, and this is really hard and also such an honor because I really love y'all. So I'm gonna do my speech, tell my story. Um, <laughs> so when I was a freshman, which not a lot of you knew me then, um, I had really one mission, and that was to transfer. I was unsuccessful, um, and I'm actually living in Athens and working here next year because I didn't even feel like I had enough time. Yeah, which is really exciting. Um, but that's just to say that a lot's changed since freshman year. Um, and more importantly, thankfully, God has changed me. Um, and that's one of the biggest things that I think about when I think about RUF is change and growth. Um, so my freshman year, I... Uh, was really lonely. You know, it's, it's September and August, and everyone can relate to that. And then it's December, and then it's January, and then it's like March, and then it's Easter weekend, and you still just kind of wonder, like, did I do something wrong? I just don't really have any friends. And that's a really hard place to be. And I know that maybe some people in here feel that or felt that way. So I remember sitting in Bolton one day, and I was... um watching this video about Jesus, and um, I saw him, and he was, he was going around and talking to, like, a lot of different people, and he was talking to a lot of people who just didn't have any friends, and so I was just imagining if Jesus was in Bolton, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, you know, in that moment, I just knew that if he was there, he would have come and sat with me and talked to me, not like some kind of charity case, but that he like actually would want to be my friend. And knowing that God loves you, that will change you. So that's like a big moment. Um, there haven't been like big moment after big moment. Actually, I want to talk about small moments. So the next three years of college, um, I kept going to RUF. Um, I have learned and I'm still learning and just feel very much the beginning of my journey like the kingdom of God is really big but RUF is a neighborhood in that kingdom that has shaped me and is forever going to be a really really special place on my heart um, it's been a long time I used to think it was boring when people stayed with campus ministries for four years and now I think it's awesome <laughs> because then stuff can actually happen um, um, so RUF uh, is less of a stamp on my life, and it feels more like a tattoo. If you've ever gotten a tattoo, you know it's just like a bunch of small pricks, um, punches, and it gets under your skin. It's kind of uncomfortable. Um, and then you come back and you're like, what? I have a tattoo. <laughs> um, I would say it's less like red coats on game day and more like middle schoolers at band camp just trying to figure it out and play together. Um, my last thing, I'd say it's less like K-Jewelers and more just like a rock tumbler. It's been like a rock tumbler in here together, just people bumping up against each other. But what's really beautiful is that a lot of time after all the repetition, I know I can look in the mirror, read my journal entries even, and be like, I'm a lot softer now. And I can look at certain people in this room and. Uh, say thank you, my roommates, my friends, my freshman fellowship group, my neighbors, and the list goes on. Um, 
So just real quick to wrap it up, practically, I was in prayer group for three years of the four years here. That's going to change you. Praying with people week in and week out. Um, people tend to share really personal things in prayer group because you're asking them what they want to bring to God. And that's not a, like a light question. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. My freshman fellowship group, I'm really thankful for. My community group this year, carpooling, um, running into people on campus. So I'll just leave saying, if you relate more to freshman Hannah, I just want to say that there's real hope in Jesus. Um, if you relate more to senior Hannah, who's not that much different from freshman Hannah, um, I would just say, look out for people. Invite people who don't get invited to things very much. Um, and then finally, just to everyone, this is something I heard a fresh soft, no, a senior say on senior share night when I was a freshman. And he was just said, yeah, and if no one's ever told you, Jesus really does love you. And that stuck with me. And that has become the why and the how of my life and is the best part that about me. So thank you. That's my small group guys back there. Oh God, yeah. Okay. All right, if y'all don't know me, I am Stephen Smith. Um, you probably know me as the guy that sits up front either with his hand up or the mmm guy when Ben says something pretty good. Um, Griffin Piper described me best once as saying, you think like a Presbyterian, hashtag reformed, but you kind of act like a Southern Baptist, and I'm like, you're right, you're right. All right. Let's do this the right way. I, I did this this morning at Chick-fil-A, so Lord's Chicken, Lord's Word right here. Here we go. All right. So basically, Ben, ben said you have four to six minutes. My small group guys know that's not a lot of time for Steve-O up here. So... Uh, we're going to get jumping into it. Ben said, you know, you need a theme. You need an idea. Well, here's your theme and your idea. <laughs> Remaining joyful and thankful despite being in a broken world. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now you know why I do it. All right. Um, when I think about this issue, can we all agree that this is a broken world? Can we all, we can call and respond for, I, I know we're Presbyterian, but come on, come on. Yes, yes, thank you. But one thing that I do think about is this one phrase in the Bible. Small group guys, what is it? Two words. Thank you. It's but God. In Ephesians 2, 4, it says, But God, being rich in mercy with the love with which he loved us, even while we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. I call that phrase God's hopeful pivot in our circumstances. In the Bible, you could see some serious darkness, but then that one little phrase, but God, jumps in, and it interrupts the story and changes it to a hopeful, Jesus-loving story. And he does that in my life, and he certainly does it in yours. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that your suffering is further molding you into the child of God that he wants you to be and preparing you 
to love on other children of God that are going to suffer similarly to you the same way that you have. Whether that's habitual sin struggles that you're battling right now that someone you might be an encouragement to later on, or going through tragedy, mental illness, death, not getting the job you wanted, breakups, loneliness. There's a ton of things. Also, if you're struggling with habitual sins, please know that Jesus is patient with you. He is. Ben, ben got that ingrained. Oh, no tears, no tears, no tears. All right. Uh, ben, ben has got that ingrained in my mind that Jesus is patient with you. And that is one truth that has come to life in my life this year. Just knowing that when I fall, he still, he still is coming after me. Um, ben said this one time during a sermon. No surprise, great sermons always. Um, he said, he was talking about this Syrian refugee woman that wrote a poem about putting her children in the water to send them to safety. She said, no one puts their children in a boat unless the water is safer than the land. I'm going to say the land in this scenario is not getting tried in your faith. It's just easy. You're just coasting by. Ben always said you should rejoice in the choppy waters when suffering happens, when trials take place. Because when they do, you're sharpened. And it's a lot safer out there than being taking the easy, easy route in this world where you don't get to enjoy eternity with Jesus. Um, another thing about RUF is the mission. God meets you where you are, and he doesn't leave you stuck there. He certainly does not. He does not leave you stuck there. So if you feel stuck... He's coming for you. He loves you. He wants to pull you from where you are to where you should be. And that's where he wants you to be. Um, I love this place because every time I've come into this room, I've been made a better man. I've been made... I've been molded into the future husband that I'm supposed to be, the future father and the future man of God. I've been in here on my most broken days. The days where I just didn't really want to keep trying, didn't want to keep going, and God met me where I was and didn't leave me stuck there. Ta-da! Um, <laughs> crazy how that works. That's truth. Um, so that's, um, that's that for the encouragement part. I'll say, if you don't know, trial is inevitable, but please know that God calls you to be joyful during those trials, and he will equip you to do so even if you can't. A couple of thank yous. This one needs a little crowd participation, so get ready for this. Ben Coppage. Actually, you know what? I'll finish with that one. Sorry, Ben. Tease. <laughs> um, um, let's do this. Um, a couple of upperclassmen that I love that have just had an impact on me. Harrison, by, uh, I'm not even going to try and say his last name. Harrison, uh, Andrew, <laughs> love you, brother, uh, and Marshall. These guys live on 3rd Street. Um, they're so hospitable, and they bring me into their home and ask me how I'm doing and then encourage me in my brokenness. Uh, they're so deeply rooted in their faith. Caroline Falk, what an authentic friend. Um, I had a tough week a couple weeks ago when uh, a friend of mine passed away, and she's known for making great food. It's gluten-free, which is disgusting, but... <laughs> She brought me the real stuff, and I'm so thankful. Um, great friend. Um, and she's someone I'm just no filter with, and Lord forgive me for things that I've said there. Um, Sarah Harrison loves big. Uh, she was my co-leader this year, and um, whew, 
She, uh, she calls me out and makes me a better man of God. Uh, call her RUF crackhead energy counterpart. Um, <laughs> yep, that's it. Um, and to my small group guys back in the middle back there, um, y'all were the unexpected blessing I didn't see coming my junior year. Y'all allowed me to be vulnerable, put broken pieces on the table, and allow um, my brokenness to be an avenue for y'all to grow. Um, and y'all helped me do that as well. And just so I don't leave everyone out, this community would not be who it is without you guys. Uh, the genuine worship, the uh, vulnerability, the warmness, the intentionality of this place. Um, I want to finish by thanking Ben Coppage. I promise I'm done, Ben. I'm landing the plane. I promise. All right, landing the plane. All right. Um, man, I don't, if you've ever heard Ben talk, it's just such an invitational presentation of God's word. Um, it's so soft-spoken, and you just want to be a part of it. God uh, uses him in big ways. He prays for you. Ben will literally go to the throne of God and pray for you. Um, boy, I've used a lot of fire emojis in my notes on my phone for your sermon, sir. Thank you. Good, good word. Um, and you've helped me delight in Jesus better, and I can't think of a more authentic uh, shepherd that I've ever met in my life um, other than Jesus. You can't beat him, Ben, sorry. Um, but... I just want everyone in this room right now to give up a huge round of applause and stand up and thank Ben Coppage for all the love that he's had for this community. He doesn't get it enough. Uh, I love this guy. I love this guy. Man. You can sit down. <laughs> I'll play. But, um, Seriously, guys, if you suffer, just know that you can do it joyfully. Know that you can do it with Jesus first. I love this community. I love you guys. Don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to encourage you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this is really funny, you guys putting me up here. This is, uh, is going to be a time. Um, hey, guys. Uh, my name is Sarah. Um, actually, most of y'all call me Sarah Harrison, so I'll say Sarah Harrison. Um, I feel very privileged to have this opportunity to speak to you all at my last large group. Um, in the past week, my memories and experiences during the last few years have tumbled through my head. What do I want to say? What do I want my friends to know? How do I sum up four years in four minutes? It won't be four minutes. Um, <laughs> I want to say so many things about each and every year, but instead, this last week of reflection has shown me a consistency over all four years. Prayers answered in the ways I didn't ask them to be answered. To lay the framework for this, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, my life growing up because I did not think this would be my experience in college, and that starts from when I was born. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I spent kindergarten through 12th grade in the same public school system, largely with the same group of friends. Um, in elementary school, I was bullied a lot and, and developed an anxiety disorder and OCD at the age of 10. In middle school, I was one of the more popular girls out of nowhere. And in high school, I fell somewhere in between. I had been saved between um, the summer between middle school and high school, and, and that shifted um, a lot in me, and I was no longer the partier or the partner in crime that people my age sought out. 
And so somehow in a school of 4,000 people, many of which I had known since kindergarten, I felt alone. I felt like I was not enough. Every time we transitioned into new schools, new people joined together and I fell to the bottom of the totem pole as my friends found cooler friends. I can't tell you how many tears I cried to my parents, how many times I prayed for God to cosmically remove this loneliness plaguing my heart. At this point in my life, I had wished that God hadn't made me someone who wanted and needed people so much. I wanted him to change me into an introvert who enjoyed her, <laughs> who enjoyed her own presence much more than anyone else's. It just sounded better. I'm sure that you guys can tell that prayer was definitely never answered. Um, if anything, I got a little louder and a little wackier. Uh, so I developed a strategy coming into college for finding friends. First step of my strategy was going to Plato's Closet, where the play is played, and uh, buying all of the best downtown fits. And once school started and I met some girls in my dorm, we would all go to downtown together and where our group would just get bigger and bigger and I would find my college besties. And that entire plan was absolutely ruined when I came to the freshman taco party. I knew people in RUF from my home church, but I didn't think this place would be much more than a Wednesday night hangout. Um, instead, it became my everything. College experience is synonymous with RUF at this point for me. It's my home. It's where I've made memory after memory, whether that's having a bug fly in my mouth during my one-on-one -on -one with Ben, <laughs> running down the Redeemer aisle, making a fool of myself for Suco, debriefing the bachelor in my freshman prayer group, getting a concussion and going to the ER with Ben, <laughs> seeing the beauty of Puerto Rico, crying into Cole Parker's luxurious California king-size bed over a boy, and simply reducing all of all of Ben's <laughs> education and qualifications into simply making him my relationship counselor. <laughs> it's not what he went to school for. Um, I had prayed year after year and cried day after day over the lack of a friend group. Just a small group of four or five people, I would say, thinking that God wouldn't and couldn't give me much more than that. And now my friend group consists of around 300 people. I guess that's why this makes leaving so impossible. With prayers, specifically what we think are unanswered prayers, we often feel like God hasn't heard us. He's ignored us. He thinks that what we're saying is stupid. Or he just isn't there at all. Over time, I have learned what many of you may know, that God doesn't do any cosmic changes in us. Praying for patience means enduring situations that test your patience. Praying for humility means being humbled in painful ways. It almost makes me scared to pray those things. But it's funny to me that those things are scary to pray, like the loneliness prayer. But just like with those difficult prayers, God didn't cosmically remove loneliness from my life. He did it gradually, one by one, through all of you in this room. He brought Hannah Blair to me as my best friend and my roommate. Friends like Evan, Chris and Mary, and Kayla Bull from my hometown, Heather Perry, Caroline Paul, Hadley Kershey, E. Trap, all in my freshman prayer group. Um, current sophomores like Bennett and Catherine Bell and Deb and others in prayer group. Gracie Thompson, Anna Hicks, Lolo, Kate Latner, Grace Ryan, and so many other freshmen in this year. And Stephen as my 
wonderful co-leader. I haven't even prayed that prayer in so long. Yet day after day, year after year, he has continually answered it. I wanted to reflect on this point because it reminds all of us that God hears the details of our prayers and sees deeper than our requests. He sees what we truly need, and he saw that I needed all of you. Thank you for allowing me to need you. Thank you all for pursuing me and valuing me daily. Many times I've also asked God to come down from heaven to give me a hug, and that's something I've always known. He is answered by the hugs that you guys give me every time I walk in here. There are so many days where I don't feel confident in myself or even in God, but I've always been confident that you all are a reflection of Jesus, and you guys give me confidence in myself that I am worth love and in God that he loves me so, so much. I'm really grateful for all of you guys. And this has definitely been the best four years of my life at only 22 years old. So <laughs> I love you all. Thank you. Hey y'all, my name is Charlie. Um, I am a senior here at RUF, um, if you haven't met me yet. Um, <laughs> so I kind of wanted to just, uh, I actually kind of rehearsed this earlier today. Uh, I had planned everything out, written everything out, and Ben was like, oh yeah, yeah, keep it to four minutes, and I recorded it, and it was like eight and a half, nine minutes. Um, so I ended up just like throwing everything out and then leaving the like the summary paragraph and just kind of like, okay, I'll share that. Um, so I just have like three encouragements that I wanted to share with y'all, three lessons that um, God has taught me, three ways that I've been challenged um, the past four years um, and hope that, you know, something sticks tonight. Um, so... Well, the first way, I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, the first thing that God taught me was that um, God gives us opportunities. He um, loves us so well, and he loves us so much. And uh, just because he loves us and opens so many doors for us doesn't mean that we can walk through every single door that he opens for us. Um, for me, freshman year was a big challenge because I came into college just thinking that oh, like, I need a church hop, and I need to get myself plugged into ministries and stuff, and I ended up doing um, two and a half campus ministries, joining a Christian fraternity, and then going to church with another friend group um, every single week, um, and so I was doing church stuff Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, um, two things Tuesday nights, and then also Sunday, um, and it's not always a right choice or a wrong choice, um, the opportunities that God gives us, um, but rather um, I think it's good to think where God wants us to go deep and put our roots down. Um, come the end of freshman year, I uh, realized that I kind of felt the same way Hannah talked about, um, just like maybe in a, little, a little bit different, but I felt, like, I felt like I knew so many people that I'd met so many friends, but that nobody knew me and that I didn't have a place where I belonged. And 
that left me scrambling at the end of the freshman of my freshman year, just um, trying to commit to a place. And um, it was a hard decision, but I ended up committing here and never regretted it since. Um, and I just want to say, as a side note, um, RUF has been such a graceful and merciful place for me. Um, for someone who didn't commit their freshman year, who didn't come in with other people from their youth group, um, and like who also come here, um, just the amount of uh, mercy and the amount of intentionality and um, grace that I've um, experienced from Ben and from Trevor and from our current interns, you know, reaching out for one-on-ones when I didn't feel like I had friends, when reaching out to um, ask if I would be at large group or if I would be at, you know, an REF event. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the second thing that God taught me over the past four years is that God answers prayers um, with yes and no, but he also answers prayers with wait. Um, freshman and sophomore year were very hard for me um, with, like, just not having a friend group. Um, my freshman year friend group didn't end up staying together. My first small group in my fraternity didn't end up leaving space for me. Um, and then COVID hit, um, and for me, that was nine months alone um, and away from the friends I'd met at college. Um, he had me wait for two years before finding a group of brothers and sisters um, that I found last year, who I know now will have a space waiting for me, who will love me um, through both encouragement and through accountability. Um, and I thank God every day for these people. Um, boys, girls, y'all know, y'all know who y'all are. Um, so yeah, uh, and I guess just from that, I learned that we should be patient because it's the fruit of the Spirit. Um, and, um, you know, if Moses in the Bible could wait 40 years uh, and abide in that, you know, can't we wait just a few years? Um, so, yeah, and the last thing I wanted to share is that God wants us to live out the Great Commission. And I think, um, especially in the Reformed world, it's something that is um, overlooked a lot. Um, we love our community, and we love diving deeper into Scripture. And honestly, I, Ben, you are like a beast for all of the things that you've talked about um, and all the Scripture that we dive into and all the truth and all the um, challenges that I've had uh, or faced just listening um, to large group messages here. But the Great Commission, I think, has um, two parts, um, and both are going to be uncomfortable. The first one is um, to bring his light into the darkness. Um, we are children of God, and God has like, revealed his love to us so magnificently, and I've experienced that here um, over the past four years. But, um, you know, he, want, he doesn't want us to just keep it here. He wants us to go out into, um, into where we're at, um, into the darkness, and to share the gospel with people. Four years ago, freshman year, I remember uh, one night I was challenged. I don't remember where. It might have been here. It might have been crew. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, I had someone ask me, um, what are, can you name two people, two friends right now in your life that you want to share the gospel to? Um, and I couldn't. I had surrounded myself 
so thoroughly with uh, just Christian brothers and sisters that I couldn't name a single person that was non-believing that I wanted to go share the gospel with, and that was a problem. So if you can't name two friends who are not believers and uh, who you think you can share the gospel with, um, I hope you can reconsider whether or not you're spending too much time in your comfortable Christian circles. Um, the second part of the Great Commission, I think, um, or the other side, I think, is to bring our darkness into his light. Um, we all struggle with sins and we face different suffering um, that we're ashamed of. Um, this is kind of bouncing off of what Stephen said. Um, but um, I just say, like, take a leap of faith and share your sins with your small group. Um, take a step of courage and have a conversation about the suffering you face. Um, for me, I had a lot of challenges this year with, um, like, you know, leading cross-cultural connections and being a uh, leader of connections team um, and sometimes having to remind people that to love people, you need to know them first um, and to know them better. And to know them better, you have to stand in their shoes and you have to have hard conversations. Um, so um, I guess just to summarize, um, bring light into the darkness and let the Holy Spirit do the rest and bring darkness into the light and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Um, the last thing I want to say is just, I, I'm so grateful for y'all. Um, every single one of you guys who have made this my home. Um, I am so grateful for, um, again, Trevor and Ben, um, my freshman year for, and sophomore year for, you know, pushing me into roles of um, ministry that I didn't think I was good enough for, that I didn't think I w had been committed enough for. Um, and, um, yeah, I just wanted to remind everyone that God loves us more than we can ever imagine. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Heather, if I haven't met you, but... I've been in this room every Wednesday for the past four years. Um, I've been coming here since I was a freshman, and so it just means a lot that I get to even stand up here and talk to you guys about all these past few years. So when I was a freshman, I was a very scared and insecure little girl. Um, and I built my entire life on being nice, um, being liked, and people thinking that I was good and I wanted you to think that I was perfect. Um, so for my relationship with God, what this looked like was doing all the right things, saying all the right things. Um, but Jesus wasn't content with that. Um, he was adamant that I know him. And not just know him, I know the real him, um, the real and living God. So he spent every single day teaching me who he is. Um, now that sounds really sweet and simple, but... These past four years have been amazing, but they've also been the hardest years in my life, um, and I think a lot of seniors could probably say the same. Um, so to see Jesus clearly, I had to be confronted with a lot of my own sin and my own shame, and I, in a lot of ways it wrecked me. I felt absolutely broken being confronted with those things, 
But what I've come to really love about Jesus, just one of the many things, is how creative he is. Um, and so the world defines broken as being something that can't be repaired or it's ruined. But when Jesus views brokenness, he sees it as something that can be redeemed and made new. And so he's been making me new ever since I met him in sixth grade. Um, but these past four years, I've been able to see little fragments of him in different people. Um, so I want to tell you about them tonight. So from Harrison Vital, um, I learned how Jesus loves to talk to God about me through prayer. I'm pretty sure there was an era of college where you prayed for me more than I did for myself. Thank you. <laughs> um, to Bella Kerbers, I have learned how Jesus makes people feel at home and at peace, and you've done that for me in this room this year. To Abby Egan, I have learned how Jesus suffered immensely, and yet he still empathizes with people and makes himself available to us. Um, to Sarah Harrison, I've learned to count it all joy. To Hannah Blair, I have learned how important true and genuine justice is to God, and you entered into a lot of hard conversations, and I know that was hard for you, but thank you because this place is better because of it. Um, and from Rand, Rand Smith, um, there was a reason why I didn't give you a toast last night. Um, I have learned how beautiful vulnerability is to Jesus. Now, I know a lot of times you'll hear about brother and sister in Christ, but Rand and I take that pretty seriously. Um, we've cried together before, and leading Freshman Fellowship with you these past few years um, has been one of the best experiences of my life. And to the people that I've hurt in this room, it's important that I talk to you. I have learned mercy. You have um, been hurt by some of my sin, and yet you've forgiven me when I didn't deserve it. And that's exactly what Jesus does for us. And to my roommates who don't go to RUF, but I love them dearly, Macy and Lainey, um, <laughs> I have learned how important um, Christ's mission is. And thank you for teaching me how to love people that are overlooked. And from my best friend, Hadley Kershey, I have learned grace. You were the first human being I ever opened up to about shame that I carried around for a long time. And I, right after I asked if you saw me any different, and you said, are you kidding? I love you even more now. Um, I don't think Jesus is capable of loving me any more than he does in this moment, but that night I learned I can approach him with anything, and he would be a faithful friend to me like you were. And those are just a few fragments of the ways I've seen him in this community, and I wish everyone could get up here and talk because you would probably have a list of 50 people. Um, and <laughs> I just want to say that for a while I saw my brokenness as something to turn away from and be fearful of, but now I realize that Jesus has used this brokenness to make me into one big mosaic. Um, I've, stolen parts of, I've stolen parts of him from all of you. Um, and so I just want to say this, if you're a Christian here tonight, please take heart, um, this world is hard, but Jesus has overcome the world, and that includes college. <laughs> um, following Jesus will be the hardest thing that you ever do, but the gospel is beautiful, and you're a work in progress mosaic too. To the one who, if you know that you're not a Christian here tonight, first of all, thank you for coming, um. I know a room like this might be kind of difficult to be in, but it means the world that you're here. Um, 
even just listening to some of the things we're saying. And I hope that you know that this was, all of this tonight was not a sales pitch for you to come to RUF. Um, we serve a God who loves you and wants to actively be involved in your life. Um, he's a friend to sinners like you and a friend to sinners like me. He is faithful, so I encourage you to talk to him. So I'm leaving this place very different now than how I came in a lot of ways. I'm still that very scared, insecure girl, and I have an addiction with perfection. Um, but Jesus has shown me that being broken isn't something to be scared of. It's the little ways I get to see him better. And knowing Jesus is better than anything in this entire world. So I just want to say thank you, RUF, for loving me and for showing me more of who God is. We got a second before our last song. Um, hey, I'm Casey. Um, and I like this view because I can see your faces. This is really nice um, and really sweet to get to be um, in front of y'all. Um, I'm just here to pray mostly for the seniors, um, which really feels like an honor because I love y'all so, oh gosh, stop, <laughs> so much. Um, but I did just want to say thanks y'all too um, to this class in particular because y'all have been a very special class to me um, from the very beginning. Y'all were actually um, one of the first things that I heard about um, when people were telling me about this RUF even before I got here. Um, Y'all have one of your um, freshman year interns here tonight, Trevor, um, he's in the back, we're so glad. Um, but y'all's other freshman year intern was Madeline Hogue, and I talked to her on the phone um, before I came here, and she was like, she was like, Casey, you just, you just have got to know this freshman class, because y'all were freshmen at that point, is really something special, and the reason why I'm sad that I don't get to stay for one more year is because of them, and they're going to take such good care of you, and I was like, okay, sweet, but also like, I'm going to take care of them, right? Like, that's what, that's what I'm here to do. Um, but that, that has made so much more sense to me from the very beginning of the time that I've been here. And since y'all have always been here for one year more than I have, y'all have felt like, in some ways, my older brothers and sisters. And y'all have shown me the ropes of RUF um, in very kind and gracious ways. And y'all have seen me through a lot of fumbling days and a lot of mistakes and given me so much grace. And so I just am um, really grateful for y'all. And I was also sitting in that office yesterday with Ben um, talking about some of the ways that I have been shaped by students in this ministry and so many of them are y'all. I'm so grateful for the ways that you um, have shared your hearts and your stories and your wisdom with me truly um, over the years and y'all are just really wonderful and it's like all of my older siblings are going off to college like leaving the house at the same time and I don't know what I'm going to do with y'all gone next year um but you're not going to college you're leaving college anyways um all of that to say y'all are wonderful um and I'm gonna pray for y'all Father God, thank you for this class of seniors. Thank you for the people who have been here for four years. 
thank you for the people who have been here for four months um, or maybe even four weeks and everywhere in between. I just feel like I want to pray, God, um, that you would be so near to the seniors, that they would be able to feel your presence with them, not just tonight, but as they go out from here, um, as they graduate, as they go on to all the things that um, they're going to do. I just pray that they, that you would be a God that is very easily found by them, that when they seek you, that, that you would be found by them. Um, I pray that the person of Jesus would become clearer to each of them, and as they see you more, Jesus, I pray that you would become sweeter and sweeter to them. Um, and for those who are going off to do things that they know what they're doing. God, I pray that you would bless them in that and that you would be with them in that. And for those who don't know what it is that they're going off to do next year, um, I pray that you would remind them that you have good and gracious and thoughtful and intentional and purposeful plans for them you know not just what next year or next month is going to be for them. Um, you have written all of the days of their lives out, and you are sovereign over it all. And so I pray um, that in the worry and in the stress and in the applications and interviews, that what they would not doubt is the goodness of whatever you have ahead for them. And I pray that in all of the things that remain unknown, because there are so many unknowns for everyone, that they would know that one thing that is always known is that you will be there tomorrow, and you will be there the next day, and you are the same God that they have loved and worshipped and seen in people here during their time in college, and you will be that same God when they go um, and leave from this place, and I pray that they would rest in the steadiness that comes from that truth. Um, I also know that in post-grad life, um, there are lots of moments of feeling weak and of feeling inadequate and feeling like you have no idea what you're doing or what's going on, of feeling lonely and sad. Um, but I just love the lyric that we um, sang in the song that says, I labor on in weakness and rejoicing, for in my need his power is displayed. And I just pray that these seniors would not be afraid of feeling needy, but that they would lean into that feeling and know that your power is waiting for them in those moments and in those places. Um, I pray that you would be a God that provides for them, that you would provide friends and communities um, good churches for them to go to. I pray that you um, would help them to be seen by the people in their future churches and communities, that you would give them older men and women to invest in them, to mentor them. Um, I pray that they would enjoy getting to be friends with such a variety of ages as comes um, with post-grad life and that they would enjoy that and you would bring really surprising people into their lives. And God, I just, I thank you for them, and thank you for gifting, 
gifting this community with them for four years. And um, I just, in, in so many ways, they feel like our kids, they feel like our brothers and sisters, um, they feel like my friends. And um, I love them so much. And I know that, um, that any bit of love that I have for them comes from you and pales in comparison to the love that you have for them. And so I thank you for your deep love for them. Um, they are your children. And Jesus, they are your brothers and sisters and your friends. And so, God, I just pray that you would watch over them, care for them, um, and make your love very increasingly deeply known to each of them. And in your gracious and wonderful and beautiful name, I pray. Amen. Well, I, uh, I have the task of kind of closing this up and saying goodbye. Most Wednesday nights, in fact, almost every other Wednesday night of the year, we open the Bible and look in it for resurrection stories because the only God who exists is a God who brings life to things that are dead. That's his specialty. But tonight, you heard the word of God, but it was from the five seniors who just stood up and spoke and the 40 others that elected them and nominated them to represent them. So they spoke on behalf of a lot of stories um, whose details um, didn't get shared but are represented by their words. Uh, there's, a, there's a throwaway line in, in 2 Corinthians where um, Paul basically says that these beloved people that he administered to and lived with, the Corinthians, he said, you are a letter from Jesus. And he says um, in, in 2 Corinthians 3, um, that Jesus delivered this letter to us, and this letter is not written with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. And so um, to the five of you, Hannah, Sarah, Charlie, Heather, and Ted Lasso, um, and again, to the 40 of y'all mostly sitting back there, but probably scattered around here as well, um, these resurrection stories are written into your lives. They're your story now. So when you share your story, you share something that, that sounds a lot like what we talk about every week from um, the scriptures. Sarah, I'm really glad that God did not answer your prayer um, for a quick, linear move from point A to point B with friend groups, with life to get easier, with suffering to go away, because as all of y'all gave voice, those little points of suffering in all of our lives were the entry points for the friends in the room to come in and to represent God to you, even the way Hadley did to you, Heather. What an amazing response. Um, so thank you, y'all five in particular, and, and those you represent, um, you let us in, and, and uh, you became so trusted and loved that we let you in. Casey's not kidding. We are different because of y'all. Um, this particular class, no way RUF not only survived but thrived through this long saga of COVID without y'all. You were the first class we started to build freshman fellowship with. Y'all were, were the canaries in the coal mine. You were the first freshman there, which means then you turned around and you led it and you built it for the next three years after that. Um, we love this sophomore class 
but they wouldn't be here without this senior class and the way that y'all received them and loved them and cared for them and got to know them and led them and encouraged them. Um, you're a class that helped resurrect Friday Frisbee. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're a class that taught us how to grieve two summers ago and how to have conversations that we had to have and have to keep having. And so um, those are ways you've changed this community. And in that way, you're a letter written on our hearts. And so um, y'all have been around long enough to hear us talk about people who moved on uh, long ago. Um, the memory is fresh because they're still written on our hearts and um, the, the, the difference that they made um, are there. Um, I want to just, I love to do this every year. These are just representative, but the way that we remember y'all the most is places around town that become little, uh, little um, statues of remembrance of particular people. And it's the places we ate or drank coffee or bubble tea when lives were changing, when hard stuff was getting put on the table, when the gospel was finally beginning to click. Um, so Sarah, anytime I swallow and choke on a bug, I'll think of you. <laughs> um, anytime I go to a restaurant that makes me in urgent need of a restroom afterwards, I'll think of Stephen, Will Kendrick Holmes, and Griffin Ball. We got our Kellys. Heather, I'll think of Big City Bread. We've met a lot of places, but those seem like extra sweet conversations. Hadley, I'll always think of you in College Square when I ever see someone longboarding with earbuds in, and I don't call out their name because I'm worried they're going to crash into a planter. <laughs> Charlie, I'll think of Bulldog Cafe or out in front of Walker's. Um, Hannah, I'll think of all over town, but particularly College Square where there was a lot of um, neat and conversations that I left um, beginning to change. And, uh, and, and on and on. I could, we could do this all night long, but you won't just be remembered in our minds when we walk through town, when we go through campus, specific moments when lives change will come back to mind in those places. We, I speak on behalf of everybody in here, love you. This community would not be as rich and transforming. I um, mean, Jesus would not be as easily seen without y'all. And so thank you for still being around and investing in this place. Um, there are people waiting on you in your next churches to receive you. They might not be looking for recent college grads, um, but they will receive you and the Lord will care for you. I want to leave it there for now. Um, we love you. We will miss you. Um, we're glad we still have a couple of weeks or a summer with many of you. We're going to sing our last song. Um, let this be a song of worship to the Lord of Resurrection, uh, who we come to celebrate every week. Uh, and then we'll say some thank yous and call it.